with a gentle little trip, I fell and you slipped. And we both knew it was the rest of our life. Once again to another edition of Robin's Ramblings, and I am Robin Brady. Tonight I have a trio of amazing local musicians. You guys want to introduce yourselves and give a little background on who you are and what you do? We'll start with you, Meg. Sure. I'm Megan Whalen, formerly Megan Nuttall. I was raised in Chatham, Ontario. I am a vocalist, crafter, um, maker of silly things, and writer of goofy jokes. Awesome. That's the best intro ever. I could never have come up with that. Your lovely husband, Pat. Just Pat. That's okay, it. that's, that's just it. You're yeah. just you're like Cher. <laughs> just Pat. Amazing. <laughs> no, I came. Uh, I hail all the way from uh, Halifax. We just met this beautiful woman in Toronto while we were both uh, performing and touring uh, in in theater, musical theater, and then uh, we decided to make this beautiful county our home about five or six years ago now. Seven years ago. Yep. Whew. All right. Well then, well, and you've got right? one of you. Tell me about Phil, who has come with you, who is your yes. bassist. Yes, I, I will tell you about Phil. <laughs> Phil is pacing somewhat aggressively, but not really, across the yard as we we uh, <laughs> we record this. It's not because Phil isn't an eloquent speaker. It's that sometimes Phil gets nervous and things fly. He speaks his mind. And he speaks his mind. <laughs> And we'll be sitting here for hours as, as it <laughs> triples out. He is a, a lovely human being. <laughs> but he's an absolute amazing double bass player. He plays all over Ontario in every symphony you can imagine. He's mm. the principal bass player for Niagara Symphony. Uh, Peterborough. Peterborough. International Symphony. International Symphony. And a guest principal for a few others. And a guest principal, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, no big deal there. Yeah. So he has lowered. By far the most qualified person. <laughs> yeah, so he's lowered his standards people. tonight to yeah. be here on our tailgate tour. And we are so grateful to have him. You guys have been uh, with the rest of us in lockdown for the last four months. And one thing that I have found in just sort of life is the creative types who have found all new, wonderful, inventive ways to express their creativity, sometimes just to keep themselves from going insane, sometimes to help the community. And you guys have launched this truck tour that you're doing, which is amazing. So tell me how this all came together. Well, we were sitting at home, like the rest of us, right. thinking, well, we've cleaned everything. We've organized everything and <laughs> what, what what do we do now mm -hmm. and Pat and I have never sang together Pat's been on tour across North America I've been you know doing my singing thing with orchestras and, and in shows but we've never hung out and actually sat down to sing together why well because we're married right you never do right? the things together no and plus have you ever painted with your significant other or moved those are the most stressful things <laughs> you could possibly do and so with our passion, which is music, we mm -hmm. thought we better steer clear <laughs> because this could be like a bomb. Right. And and especially in lockdown, we need to keep it together. <laughs> but it actually turned out to be this beautiful, creative little gift that, that we, we gave each other. And we were surprised and it was exciting just to have no, uh, no, um, what is it called? No 
ambition. Clearly, there's some ambition here. No, like standards and no, like no one was saying expectations. It was awesome. We both performed and had like, and that's the tricky part of having success, right? Is like. Everybody is af- afraid of, f- of failure, but also the fear of success is like, once you get there, like what happens, right? We both, and you've you know, heard, hear the story, we've both been wildly successful and been very fortunate in our careers. And I think that's the word I want to use is, is fortunate to be able to do the things that we've done. But coming back and, you know, kind of reframing your life and, and in a place like Chatham is, is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So when COVID happened and, and I, I picked up uh, a guitar again for the first time in like, Seven, seven years, years probably yeah since since i jumped off tour i wasn't interested in playing the music that we were proficient at and being in chat and feeling the roots and the music and and feeling you know the the country vibe you know i wanted to connect with that and 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 megan was absolutely on board and has so many pairs of cowboy boots <laughs> in the closet so it worked perfectly she does have and, all the outfits and now, i have all the outfits it's just it's just one giant excuse to wear all my outfits right. but we're pleasant we're pleasantly out of our comfort zones mm-hmm. and in that there is there is a, a freedom to to play music and and like create write, write country songs like it's you know it but it it, it works it, it's worked and for it's us continued. yeah for us and our sanity it has worked it's kept us buoyant mm-hmm. what else have you been doing for the last few months because i mean this is just a new relatively new venture of, mm-hmm. of getting out and doing your little community tour but because i know you are you make these little adorable miniatures <laughs> oh no collages. Right, i'll be back in an hour <laughs> if you start bringing up the mouse house i'll no. be gonna leave i i like to work with my hands yeah um, I, I find it really therapeutic. A lot of, you know, you, you could just, it flows through. I really like to work with my hands. So I'll collage, I will craft, I will hot glue, I will make miniature food, I will do whatever, I will paint. I just like it. And it, it, it's not for anything except for, my, for myself. And if people like it, then that's nice. But I get really embarrassed about it because it's almost like a little piece of my soul. <laughs> You know, these little mushroom things, and I'm like, oh, it's so. And uh, they are adorbs, well, like so adorbs. Oh my goodness! Thank she you. She sold a bazillion out of them. Like, the last yeah, I had her. a craft fair, and I was surprised. <laughs> I was I like, thought... okay, honey, and she's like, look at my money. Okay. You keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not why I do it. I, I do it because it is fun and it keeps my brain occupied. If I'm idle with my hands, then my brain starts to go to the dark side really quickly. Yeah. And I think that's why I need to be creative in that way. Um, I do that. Also, I'm writing a, a web series or not even a web series, a, um, a kind of a sitcom thing right now. I just pitched it to Netflix on their e-pitch. What? I know. Yeah. So it's uh, basically it's disgraced musical theater performer moves back to Chatham, Ontario. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, what a crazy and idea. She, she gets a job as a denture cobbler and then she stars in the senior citizens fall musical written by her father. So there are parallels to my real life. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, no, but there are some seriously good bits. Like I yeah. love the uh, the uh, actors anonymous, which is like the alcoholic anonymous version oh, of, of, yeah. of actors being like, I can't stop doing yeah. it. So there's, I need a real job. Yeah, they're like the facilitator is an ex party clown, mm-hmm. and she's she's a, a cokehead, you know, or, and she's got like she's very promiscuous. So everything that's rock and roll, she's like the party clown, the kids party clown, um, but she's trying to stay clean, you know, not to go to that dark side again. And then the mime that just won't tell us her name. And You're not the party got the clown, right? You don't have a habit. I... No, no. <laughs> You're just a 
just but I remember know. context, Megan. And then the the stuntman who who can't context. who can't use the door, he's always got to like recline from the ceiling and oh, like first open the door. Amazing. But um, but behind all of this are real issues of people in the arts that they face integrating back into society. What happens when you your dream dies or you get a new dream? Where do you find yourself as a creative in a nine to five lifestyle? Mm-hmm. It really has um, negative aspects of this thing called the entertainment business, and uh, I would like to examine that in a very serious but very funny way that I have experienced and Mm -hmm. I would just like to put that out there to say hey have you failed or hey have you changed directions in your life it may feel like you're a giant loser but in fact you're not because there is a huge there's a huge fear with that 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 maybe some of us have experienced of you know like I have a creative job and maybe I want to do something else but I'm not qualified to do anything because all I've ever done is music and acting and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah there's a there's a huge fear that goes yeah. with that and how do you self-identify like what do you self-identify with if you're not a singer or performer mm-hmm. or a radio personality well, you, can, you can excuse a lot of negative behavior if you're just like, well, I'm an actor. I'm an artist. I'm an yeah, artist. right. Just like, oh, so it's the tortured <laughs> artist thing, and you're allowed to, yeah. just, you know, be wallowing and, yeah. and, and broke yeah. if you're as long as you have passion. <laughs> but it is also wildly funny and hilarious, and uh, and yeah. So hopefully it gets pe- picked up. If it doesn't, I'm gonna make it myself. Awesome. Yeah. And then you can please play a role. <laughs> there you go. The tortured radio girl. Up. You can share. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every week is like a featured celebrity in the Actors Anonymous meeting. Oh my gosh. You could just tell your story about your real life traumas. I'll just sit there and cry for half an hour. Well, then we'll film it and we'll put... Editing. Editing. (laughs) But I can't be the only one who feels that way. And that's that's kind of the the goal of the piece is to say, hey, look at this. Mm -hmm. There are other people who feel like they've absolutely... You know, crashed and burned and just sliding along the right. <laughs> Do I just die of hopelessness or do I get up? You get up. You oh, don't God. die of the hopelessness. I mean, yeah. we are up. Right? Yeah, we are, up. We are yeah, up. We're up. Yeah, yeah. No. You're I, in the back of a truck. Yeah, I wish I could smoke fine. a cigarette and say that, babe, <laughs> we are up. No, that's like not where it. I am now, but that's where I was. And I think it's important just to talk about it. But mm-hmm. anyway, I've, I've hijacked our, no, our <laughs> session. The whole point is for you to talk, my dear. So I want to go back a little sort of along those lines of needing a creative outlet and not finding it when you and I first met (laughs) (laughs) and you were relatively new to coming back to town you had been in the big city doing the big things learning Mm -hmm. wonderful things experiencing everything and then you come back to Chatham Kent which is a wonderful community but on occasion is hard for the creative types to find the appropriate outlet. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that time and how things have or have not changed since then. When we came back to Chatham, it was to recover. We came back because we were broken. We really were. We were. We hit hit the scene real hard. We learned a lot of lessons. We got <laughs> we got smacked down a lot. We had great successes and we had great failures. When we came here, because we thought maybe our mental health and our future won't be living in a basement apartment in Toronto for the rest of our lives, not having kids, not having a house, not having a dog, like all these basic things that we wanted. We came back and I was really angry. I was angry mainly because I failed, because I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't strong enough to survive the big city. I wasn't strong enough to weather the storms of of a career. And I wasn't successful enough to let that ride me through for years and years. Mm -hmm. 
and so I was angry. I was like, oh, there's nothing to do here. There's, you know, we were happy to be here because our bodies physically needed to relax. But I, I felt embarrassed and ashamed that I had to come back, which sucked because, I mean, really, what does it really matter? No one cared, but I cared so deeply. Of course. And so for years, it took me, it took me a while to just, okay, you're not a loser. You're, you're, you're not a reject. You're not, <laughs> you know, you're still a valid person in the world. Maybe not in that arena, but you still have things to offer in the world. Mm -hmm. And that, what I say with, it's called Adventures and Dentures, my, my show that I'm <laughs> making. But that's what I'm really wanting to, to highlight is that, like, there was such a disconnect between me being a good person and, and myself being a good artist. I thought to be a good person and to be valuable, I had to be an artist and a good one. And if I wasn't a good one, then nothing else I did mattered. And it was hard so I was I was really stuck in and there was a lot of static in my head for years and then with Pat's help because Pat is so good at this you know he goes on tour for years all across North America and then he just comes home and he's like eh, turns down jobs left right and center eh. It, he didn't care. It didn't define him as a person. And so he said to me, why do you need someone's approval to do things? And it finally clicked. And then we just started doing things because we wanted to do things. And this community is actually really caring and giving and supportive. It's surprising when you want to do things and you say, I'm just, I'm going to do this. People will rise to the occasion and give you opportunities to come and do a truck concert or lend you their, I don't know, backyard to film something or, you know, say, oh, I want in on that project too. Like Phil, yeah. like, yeah, all right, <laughs> cool. I'll try that. Or so else there you was find a like a concert, you know, world level bassist. Like, yeah, I'll do a country gig. Yeah, yeah, I'll, <laughs> you know, like, I'll do just, a country gig. When you manifest it, you meet amazing people who make, you yeah. know, making music joyful. And does that come with age? Yeah. Does that come with devastating trauma and then recovery? Yeah, I think so. Um, but it also is so freeing and so liberating because I see some of my friends who are still stuck in that. I am only a singer. I am only, I only do this kind of music. I don't write. I don't craft. I don't, you know, I don't try new things. And their worlds are small. And I remember how small that fragile. felt. And it's fragile. But now I don't define myself as an artist. I mean, I can't, sometimes I'm like, I sing. Does that mean give me a singer? You know, I'm just like, I sing. And that's what I do sometimes. But other times I clean the, the bunny's litter, you know, like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting being in, you know, they, in this, in the acting world, specifically in like, in the, in the film world, they like compartmentalize people and they have this word, world, word, excuse me, called the hit. What's, what is your hit? Right. And it's like you find out what this character is that you play on TV. And you'll see like, you know, actors and they just play the the same thing. The Pat same, would be uh -huh. the romantic lead, the corny romantic lead. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you look at them, you'd go romantic lead. Whereas, but that means, you know, but there's so much more that I, that I would do and want to do. But that's like what you'd make what you'd make money at. And I have to be content with doing that. You know, but mm -hmm. you come you break up and then you go, oh, what else mm. am I supposed to do? Everybody in my entire life has told me that I'm supposed to stand here stand this point look this way sing this note because you're going to make money at it so yeah. why would you cultivate any skills that aren't going to be bankable and that was hard to get my brain around mm -hmm. too because yeah. i'm like but i won't get hired for that right oh, and that's why no one's gonna hire you for it anyway right now you know <laughs> yeah. like might as well do something fun and creative so i am much happier now um i think we both are 
being here. Um, but we still do go out. Yeah. Like I did a show in Windsor before the COVID and that was super fun just to stay buoyant. I like that word, buoyant. To stay kind of in it and and to make sure that I'm not closing off a lot of doors. And because I like saying yes, yes, I want to experience that. Yes, I want to do all the projects and I want to try my best at it because it can only enrich your life and your artistry and, and, and your journey as an artist. So what do we need? Is there more of a support system that we need, whether it's in Chatham-Kent or beyond? What do we need to make artists feel more accepted, like regardless of what they're doing, if they're if they want to branch out? I think I think that there is, candidly, in in a, in a positive sense, there is a lot of uh, I feel like even as an artist in general, I mean maybe as a young artist. Uh, a need to feel like you need somebody else's permission or support to do something, mm-hmm. you know? Like there's a lot of people that I feel, and, and automatically it's like, well, let's get the city's help, let's get the cultural center's help, let's get the capital's help. And even though that those are resources that are available, um, what can end up happening, maybe this is just general advice, what can end up happening is that you end up taking yourself and putting yourself closer to what that hit is, what the box is that they want your thing to be. and. And I think that there's so much accessibility in this town to just do something that you want to do. And you can do it. You can just make it happen. You know, like a, like, like we say, like this Deep Southwest concert. We just made it happen. We, it doesn't need to be on, on the capital stage to be successful. This is our version of success. And this is what makes us happy. And this is what fulfills us as artists. Mm-hmm. So we need to rely less on other places necessarily. And I think that that comes with age. And I think yeah. that comes with having some successes and failures and running through, you know, organizations that call themselves, you know, not, and I'm, I'm not talking down on, on anybody right now, because there is, if you have something that you think would work, you know, that kind of artistic collaboration, you think it would work with that space and that community, go for it. But know that it's not necessary. You, you're letting somebody, they are privileged to have access to your artistry. But it's not necessary for that validation. Yeah, and also when you approach more people and there's more things involved, then it changes because you're trying to fit it into their existing structure. If your show or if your idea works with their mission statement, great. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, then don't try to jockey it into a, a little hole because you think that it will it will be successful. It's only going to be successful if it's at the Capitol or if it's at somewhere. But maybe that's just our idea of success is very different. <laughs> We're not seeking validation. Hey, don't, yeah, don't right. take don't take my word. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. As that's my experience. For that's sure, absolutely. From. That's all anybody can speak mm-hmm. from, right? Is what you've what you've lived through and what you've learned from it. As a marketing guy, yes, because that is sort of your day job mm-hmm. now. How do you? market yourself as a creative type as an artist when you're when you're trying to rebrand i believe Ooh. that what we were talking about earlier is probably one of the most fundamental things and this goes past uh i i'm a true believer in my my role in, in marketing is communications and i i believe fully that understanding your values and creating that value set and being true and honest to those values that you have personally and when you go to collaborate with people like Meg said ensure that those values and, and write them down put them on a t-shirt whatever it is that you want to do because people who you will find the right people and that's what's important in artistry and in life I feel 
is is finding the people that do support you and do love your idea because even people an investor could come along and they don't care they just want you to do one thing all of a sudden your artistry goes out the window right and sticking to to your values and I could go into like operational procedures but I'm not going to <laughs> but how do you I think Robin's asking you how do you rebrand yourself like how did how did we decide like what okay. is our as as I think we sat we sat down and thought about uh, th yeah thank you for clarifying that um the the uh the way in which I went about it was yeah for so long I was doing things to to make money and pay the bills which is fantastic but going you know maybe going at it again is seeing right now I mean deep sweat for me first and foremost the values are like have fun right and I truly believe that if we have fun uh, people will people will see that and enjoy it and have fun too right I think representing uh, some of the roots of the place that we are we live now and paying homage to that I think is, is a huge value of, of Deep Southwest and what we want to do and uh, and yeah I guess that's what I'm thinking of off the top of my head and stay in stream true to that so you know we're not gonna play like rock and roll 80s hits although I want to <laughs> so bad I'm trying to figure out how to play a Queen song in a country style. Oh, you oh, can do it. Love yeah, pretty. that's what I'm working on right <laughs> now. I'm just trying to like, it's like the countryest thing that I can do, the Freddie Mercury. <laughs> anyway, but that, that that really is it, you know, and some places won't, won't, you know, they'll want something that's like, you got to play these hits and that, and if it's not fun, then it's not, it's not worth it. And that's kind of the rebranding. Now you could, I, again, I could go into, but the one, actually the one thing that I'm going to point out the my last point on this in the marketing thing is adaptability will always be a, a paramount people say that you know the whole uh, survival of the fittest gets confused with the strongest will survive it's not the strongest the fittest is the most adaptable and that i think is key to to what we're doing right now because because theater and 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 orchestra everything is out dead in the water right yet we are moving forward adaptability and point that feels touched down nice. look you should see the look on his face ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that was good though it's very presidential and that is the point i like that because yeah. we are entering a new phase not by anyone's choice it, right, right? <laughs> so i mean there's been this whole talk of you've got to learn to adapt to pivot to whatever mm -hmm. catchphrase you want to use in the grander sense beyond just what we as individuals do how does live performance come back from this underground baby <laughs> <laughs> underground it's coming like from the people? underground no i think like if well I, no I, no how does it come back r realistically like it's gonna be, no it's i gonna want be i want this underground business it's too. Gonna, <laughs> no it's gonna come I, this is this is where people's like crazy ideas look at the uh historically the renaissance was after the the the, the plague happened and all yeah. of a sudden like every structure of what was supposed to happen in courts and like people sitting in freely got thrown out the window all this renaissance art renaissance music just blew everything that blew the world like and we're still replicating it right yeah. and this is an opportunity for that type of of new uh just of just breaking the mold the mold is broken 
It, there's no more like if everybody sits down and powders their wigs and watches the music. You know, it's it's coming to you live, like to it, your door. It is so exciting this time, and I honestly don't understand when I see. You know, I I'm not on social media as much because I'm like ah people's. But when I see my <laughs> artist friends and they're kind of moaning and and really scared and nervous, this is the most exciting time you could possibly ask for in this pandemic i realize this is devastating people just to preface that but for creation right there are no rules you can you can have a million and a half viewers on a on someone who makes a banjo out of a out of an umbrella stand like there's so much room for creativity and for just experimentation that like take it take it so how does it come back? It's going to come back in these strange little absurd little pockets. You know, there's going to be big outdoor festivals and you're going to be in your car. And, you know, there's a hay bale stage and, and there's going to be truck concerts where we come up, we sing a soliloquy and we say, you know, and then we move on. So I think that people who are devastated about this kind of art, they're not thinking. They don't have their thinking quite right because uh, there's tons of stuff to experiment and to, to learn from and to do. Well, I can't wait to see what you guys are experimenting with next and oh, trying man. to come up oh. with. Well, Phil. Yeah, Phil, what you doing? Nope, don't speak. <laughs> don't speak, don't speak. <laughs> don't speak, Phil. I don't know what you say yet. We are, we have a, uh, are you talking about our the double bass banjo? Heck yeah. Yes, okay, so, <laughs> so uh, fortunately we have, again, like I say, a world-class uh, bassist Phil's loving back, us backing right us now. backing us up and and, and slapping his bass. Unfortunately, <laughs> the bass he's slapping is like worth a car, a nice car. And yeah. we've been you know so we're trying to figure out what to do. We we're looking at like buying a, like a, a plywood, but instead what we're doing is we're going to actually build what's called a double bass banjo. Pat is more excited about this than a grown man should I be. Am <laughs> amped. So basically, you take a bass neck and you put it onto a kick drum. You tighten the drum. And the drum acts as the as the resonator like a banjo, and then you just start slapping that thing. It's going to be this like oh, it's going to look awesome. It'd be amazing, and we're going to throw it in the back of the Pat truck. Pat wants to put wheels on it. I put wheels then... on it. I got a little symbol. And then, and then we don't have to have this Phil's gorgeous, livelihood yeah. traveling with us he's in the back of the truck. He's slapping this thing that's usually be like I say being bowed in a orchestra. Yeah. How do you feel that we're we're like treating your your beautiful bass? poorly Phil. It's okay. It's, it's worth the investment. <laughs> 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 He's happy to be uh, on the road. <laughs> Amazing. Well, mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time. This has been thank a delight. You. Oh, well, I can't say enough about Robin. She is a oh, wonderful, sure. <laughs> beautiful soul inside and out people. So please subscribe, like, listen, share, because she needs to continue her talents on the radio. I love you. Phil, you love Check out Deep Southwest. Oh, yeah. yeah Check out where do they find Southwest. you? Where do they find you? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Check them out somehow. Uh, yeah, check us out on uh, on, on Facebook. We're going to put up a, we're gonna a have Deep a page. Southwest page. That's going to happen real soon. And I'm going to put together some some marketing materials and start start pumping it out. Deep Southwest and, and, and on the Facebook. Anybody, do you people's... know anybody who works in like the radio? No. Like, no, no, I don't. Because I, I don't know. That, I feel like that uh, that would help out. Definitely so. no one who works in like country of any kind. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if there's anybody around that could maybe play a song on the radio. Maybe. <laughs> uh oh. Who's that? Who's oh, that? No. Are you counting, Mike? 
that's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> we'll but have Mike back on another podcast another time talking right. about his greatest new discovery yeah. of Deep Southwest. He's going to launch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, going, we're going platinum, baby. While we have, like, you know, we're kind of standing yeah. over him with our fists, like... <laughs> know where you live mike so (laughs) we're easy to find (laughs) oh thank you so much for listening once again i appreciate your time and we will talk again soon